What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. My next guest is the co-founder of The Elephant Room, which is Singapore's authentic Indian bar. Now, this is a culture-forward cocktail bar inspired by Singapore's Little India. His name is Eugnus Susela, and it's so good to have him back on the show. How are you? I'm good, Adrian. I'm very, very good. How have you been? Yeah, been really good. It's been a it's been a long time since we've done an interview, but of course I've uh, frequented the Elephant Room a lot more times in the last twelve months. Let's talk about life at Elephant Room. It's been a you know it's been a remarkable year for you, twenty twenty one. Let's start with a big one: world's best discovery list for twenty twenty one. How did you react to this news? Um, I was I was actually uh, very very surprised when uh, when they announced about us that we we got into the this list, you know, because uh, last year was a very, very uh, tough year for us. Uh, we, we run through a couple of lockdown restrictions and uh, all this, uh, you know, dine, no dining in. And, and somehow, rather, getting these uh, 50 bears was, uh, was a very, very big encouragement for me and the team. So we were very delighted about it, actually. You know, as the co-owner, right, when you see that your bar, which started off as a passion project because you've worked at multiple other bars, but this is, it comes from the heart. And to see it being discovered on the big stage, right? How does that encourage your team as well? It gives us this uh, very nice uh, feeling, you know, that to show that um, that whatever that we have been doing since 2019, that we are on the right track. I mean, some people have been uh, noticing our efforts even though we are running through this pandemic and uh, whatever we've been pushing through our menu or service in terms of our programs that we've been offering to our guests even though the borders were are closed last year but we are able to have some international exposure so it was a very very uh, good feeling to be very honest yeah, and speaking of international exposure, you did a, a guest shift out in India over the month of December 2021. VTLs, the stress that goes with doing the multiple tests and sorting out your itinerary. How did you manage to pull that off and what was the process like? Well, um, that's a very good question, Adrian, because um, I mean, not only me, I believe a lot of people didn't fly um, last year. And then when the borders opened up, you know, it wasn't like two years ago or three years ago where you just uh, book your flight online and you pack your bag and you're off. You just got to check only two things. One is your, your ticket, your ticketing details and your passport, right? But now it's it's very different. You know, you have to get your PCR test before departure, which is like 72 hours, you need to check your, you need to print out your vaccination certificate, you need to print out your your PCR uh, results, you need to print out your flight details. So everything has to be done, which is very, very important. And it's, there is there's no like plan B, it's, it's, there's only one plan, print out everything and get your results out. You know, there's no like negotiation being done in the airport when you say, oh, you know, I forgot this, perhaps I have it on my phone. But they're not, they're not going to take you in. And uh, that is a bit of stress I had before I had to fly off. I was very lucky, you know, I, I had my, my accountant with me and he, he helped me out throughout my whole process and keep reminding me, like, you know, that before I fly off, he was like, oh, you have to go to your PCR test by today. If you don't take your PCR test by today, it's going to be very hard for you to fly off, you know. So these are the things that uh, had to get it done. Even when I reach, I flew off to India, when I reach India, and every country has a different self-declaration travel form. 
you know, and India had its own one, which is a uh, was pretty pretty uh, intense. You know, there's a lot of information that need to be filled up. There's a lot of other information that I need to upload online so they can see it. So uh, there is a fair bit of like uh, studying, bit of like time to be given to like fill up on all this so that you can fly safely. And I guess with the uh, emergence of the new COVID-19 variant, Omicron, it just added to the already stressful trip that you had planned. But was there at any one time, did you feel that you weren't going to go through with it? Yes, um, obviously, you know, because it's been so long since we never fly. So I had a bit of a small hiccup on my visa, but um, I managed to sort it out. Luckily, um, you know, we are riding on this advanced technology and everything's efficient over online you know able to get it my visa done within 24 hours if not i i wouldn't have flew you know there's a bit of hiccup there but other than that it was good yeah it certainly was and you made it to india you made it to mumbai and it's a different environment different work opportunity finally getting away and doing a guest shift out in mumbai what was it like mumbai is a it's an eye-opener for me Firstly, is that there is so much of like eagerness and uh, a lot of passion has been flowing over there with among the uh, F&B personalities. Um, even when I go to a, a bar, a restaurant, the amount of hospitality that's being uh, executed to the, to the guests is, is just very, very remarkable. You know, over here, not every bar, but uh, that we do have some significant equipments for us to have our very good cocktail program or even food. But over there, it's uh, you know they don't really have it because of the of the regulations. You know, for example, like a rotary evaporator or whatsoever. But they are able to execute a world class cocktail menu. There's so much of like research. There's so much of thought process. There's so much of like overall art thinking and how to execute a world class cocktail menu is being done there. And even though um, they have lots of regulations on alcohol, they are able to work accordingly and also uh, give very very good drinks to to their guests which is a very very big eye-opener for me yeah the way you describe it just sounds like not only an eye-opener but you had a great time just being there watching how they operate the drinks they make despite not having the best of equipment and so on we're in conversation with Eugenius Sisela he's the co-founder of the Elephant Room which is a Singapore's authentic Indian bar Culture Forward Cocktail Bar, inspired by uh, Singapore's Little India. Let's talk about the actual guest chef and some of the drinks that you made. So I understand you didn't make anything from your menu. Yeah, I, I didn't really do anything from my menu, actually. Um, we wanted to do something very different, so uh, I managed to talk to... Uh, so the place that I went to do um, the event, that called uh, The Mask. Mask is actually um, is one of the best restaurants in India. But to me, in, in my eyes, I think it's one of the best restaurants in Asia, or probably in the globe as well. So over there, we I managed to uh, work collab with the uh, their head bartender called Ankush, which in my eyes is one of the best bartenders ever. So we did uh, we did work together and came up with like four drinks. One drinks based on a jasmine, one drinks based on a rose, one drinks twist on a gin and tonic. So it's basically all gin cocktails because uh, we the whole event is being organized by this gin from India. It's called Hapusha. 
and uh, that's how we came up with a few drinks actually. So everything is being done there for, for I was there like two days earlier prior to the event and we collaborated and we came up with the recipes and a couple of fermented styles and garnish and whatsoever. If someone were to ask you your biggest takeaway from being out in India and watching how the bartenders operate, but also the drinks they came up with, the food you got to try as well, what would you say tops that list? The biggest takeaway I would say is that, to be very honest, you don't need fancy equipments, man, to come out with good drinks. That is one thing that I learned over there. You don't need all this like fancy, like uh, top-end uh, technological stuff or equipments or anything, you know. All you need is passion and knowledge, the hunger that keeps you going to just keep coming up with new drinks and, and food. That is my biggest takeaway over there. Yeah, your Instagram stories are a testament of that statement, you know. It was a work-centered trip that you went for, so the majority, let's say 90%, you were working. But during your time off, what did you manage to do in Mumbai? I mean, like my, during my time off, you know, I, I, I managed to um, hit a couple of bars, you know, usually it's after, after work, after our prep, we went to a couple of bars and we had a few drinks, you know, we, we went to some places to eat. But uh, every time I go to a new bar, a new restaurant, it was just like mind-blowing because like, I'm like, wow, you know, you, you never expect um, a food or a drink that it tastes like this, you know, and, and the story behind it. And the place that I went, you know, is, is very, very ingredient-focused uh establishments and they're pushing out the, the boundaries of this like ingredients that can be found in India which we never heard of or probably we might heard of but on a different level of uh, of flavors and different level of thought process is being done. Yeah you had a lot of time there and you learned a lot from what you've told me off air but also one of the other interesting things that you told me was that you know it's not like Singapore where you can probably hit six different cocktail bars in one night over there kind of restricted because of the sheer amount of traffic. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, correct, man. So uh, there's uh, one bar that uh, I went uh, in Mumbai. It's called uh, Ika. Uh, it's it's surprisingly me and Ankush just went there for uh, a drink, and uh, and you know I I I don't really drink cocktails in a bar. I'm I'm usually a gin and tonic or a whiskey soda guy because uh, I just I'm just a very classic, simple, boring man when it comes to drinking, but. When I sat down there and I look at their menu, I was very intrigued because uh, it's based on our ecosystems of India and their ingredients, which I never heard of before. And me coming, owning a bar that is inspired by Indian culture and ingredients, I was like, very, very amazed by it. So I went to try and instead of having one drink, I had about 10 cocktails in span of like two hours because everything was amazing and that's not about the drink but the bartender behind the bar is the one who's like he was so passionate about explaining the ingredient the thought process and everything and i was like wow i felt very humbled i felt like this bar has just um, humbled me down because i felt like whatever i've tasted here today it shows that when I go back home to Singapore, I have to do a lot of more work, more work to be done just to match up with these guys because they don't have a lot of like fancy humans or whatsoever. All they have is all these very, very unique ingredients and uh, there's a lot of knowledge behind them, which they are being uh, transported into the new menu. I was like, wow. To me, if you ask me, I'm a very hard guy to say, which is your best bar? which is your favorite bar to go and drink. I would say 2021, Ika Mumbai was like my favorite bar ever. 
Wow, it's quite a statement, but also exactly what you mentioned. You're not really much of a cocktail drinker, but the fact that you had so many of them and that you thoroughly enjoyed it shows that they're doing something right, of course. Speaking of new menus, I know you're going to launch your new cocktail menu in a few months, but since we last spoke, you've already rolled out a new batch of cocktails. What are some of the must-try drinks from this menu? Uh, one of the must-try drinks in this menu you should try is this drink called uh, the chutney. It's um, our rendition of a South Indian breakfast, dosa and chutney. We do uh, we serve with uh, Indian gin, we do a fermented um, chili vinegar and minced liqueur and then it's garnished with uh, a dehydrated dosa crisp. You know, we give you edible garnish of it. I'm a firm believer of like every cocktail has to be, you know, the garnish plays a very, very important aspect in the cocktail and this is one thing that really stands out because we are literally putting a dosa on your glass. You know, and with chutney gel in there, chutney is in deep. And when when we served it to the to the guests, and they are surprised, they are like, "How is it this being done? Like having dosa on a cocktail, served in a cocktail bar." So that is one thing that you should try. Uh, one more drink that um uh, that I really personally like is this drink called uh, the Goldsmith. You know, it represents uh, a common trait in Little India. You know, the gold, the jewelers, the goldsmiths, you know, who's been selling gold. You know, the gold has been a very, very important aspect in Indian culture. To do that, uh, we replicate it in a cocktail manner. We, we ferment uh, jackfruit, you know, a bit of roses, saffron. It's garnished with lotus root. It comes with a different uh, glassware that's customized specially for it. So these are a few things that uh, has been uh, selling very well at the moment. Yeah, the chutney is, um, you know, quite intriguing because stable diet at the end of the day and any South Indian sort of home. But to bring that to life in a cocktail is, you know, truly majestic. In terms yeah. of food, because we need that when you operate a bar here in Singapore during these times. So you've rolled out a, a new food menu as well. What is your favorite dish on the menu? My favorite dish uh, on the menu is the uh, Indian fried chicken burger. We do our own burger. Um, the burger is, is very personal for me because uh, while we were in a lockdown last year, um, uh, one of our chefs uh, left. We were literally like in a struggle because we had a kitchen, but uh, our chef left and we we're like, what are we going to do now? So we had to uh, redo the menu and I was like, okay, I think we have to work on ourselves right now. So uh, we came up with a burger. So it was locked down. I was like, okay, can I make a burger by myself? And that's how the R&D process started it. So we, we did like a ghee toasted brioche bun, basic chicken thighs. We marinated for two days with spiced buttermilk, curry aioli as, as, the, as a spread and a gunpowder spice. Till now, it's, it's one of the bestsellers. There's another uh, bestseller on the item recently launched. It involves a kima and fenugreek mashed potato. What have people been saying about this? Yes, so we've been doing this uh, this dish called uh, the spiced beef kima or fenugreek mash. You know, it's basically like bangers and mash, but uh, it's not hot dog or, or, you know, or whatsoever. But what we did is like we, we spice, spice beef kima is actually like we cooked it with like lots of spices. And then uh, we served with uh, mash, but the mash is give you a bit of really, really uh, Indian uh, authenticity of flavors would be the fenugreek, kasuri methi, and then uh, we garnished with uh, gotukola salad. So there's a lot of like Indian elements to it, but when you look at it, you don't see that. You don't look at it as like, oh, it, does, it doesn't look Indian or it doesn't look like Indian dish. But when you taste every ingredient separately, then you, or you taste it together, that's where you get that, okay, I'm, I'm getting that. 
the Indian cuisine in this dish right now. Yeah, burst of flavor. I probably describe it as a a daily Indian bowl, you know, because it's not mm-hmm. unhealthy. It's still you know something you can finish on your own, and yeah, uh, yeah there's something so different, and yeah. uh, you can't you can't stop eating that as well. In terms of 2022, what's your main goal for this year? What's your main objective? 2022 is a, I would say, is an important year. We are going to be three years old. So, you know, um, in an old saying, they will always say that uh, if your business can exist more than three years, you be you're well suited. You, you're you're able to survive. So, I think it's a very very important year for me. Me being a bit traditional over here. Uh, besides that, um, uh, we are, we got a few things in mind, and uh, one of them is uh, there's a couple of pop ups that we want to do a lot of collaborations that we are planning to do. Uh, there's uh, a lot of key roles coming up for the team as well. Everybody is gonna carry a very very big responsibility to expand uh, the brand's exposure. We're looking at that. Secondarily, we are looking at another menu whereby this time it's just on a menu as a reflection of our philosophy as well. Uh, hopefully, the borders uh, will make it easier for us to travel because um, I really want to travel with the team this year where we can go to different cities and to showcase uh, what this elephant room is all about. And of course, the very important thing is always to chase standards for our team. You know, I would be always thinking of different ways and strategies and like how can we wow our guests, how can we push ourselves more further and further. Located at Kyongsek, it's a culture-forward cocktail bar inspired by Singapore's Little India, none other than the Elephant Room. And we've been in conversation with the co-founder, Eugnes Susela. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to come back and see what the year has in store for you, the Year of the Tiger. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.